question is, what are you wearing? What are you wearing? Are you wearing the right clothes? Are you wearing the right clothes? Did you know that an astronaut's spacesuit thingy, bib, has got everything in it he needs for life or she needs for life? Everything that they need to keep them alive whilst they're in space is in what they're wearing. It was in what they're wearing. And everything that they have gives them the tools for the jobs that they need to do in space. When they're wearing that, they have everything they need for life. Are you wearing the right clothes? Because God in Ephesians gives us a picture of a God suit or a suit of armor or what we've been looking at in Launchpad is the spacesuit of God. The space of God, God's suit, which gives us the right clothes for life. Everything that we need for life. Right, guys, would you like to go and sit down in your amazing, crazy outfits? So what does it mean to be dressed in the right clothes? Guys, do you want to go and sit down? Do you want to go and sit down? Brilliant. What does it mean to wear the right clothes for life. Because Jesus said, when he came, he came to give us life, what? In all its fullness, fullness of life. Everything about life that we could need, Jesus came to give us. So what was that? What did he give us? Well, in the Ephesians passage, it talks about a helmet, a helmet of salvation, a helmet of salvation. Why do we need a helmet of salvation? Well, obviously, the word salvation is a clue. Salvation means that we need to be saved. There's a reason that we need to be saved. And Joshua, can you go up? And underneath the helmet of salvation is a piece of paper. Can you grab it? Oh, never mind. Can you get the piece of paper? Then hook that back up there. Can you hit that back up underneath the helmet? Brilliant. Awesome. If anybody wants to try the helmet on later, it even talks to you. It's really cool. Okay. So, Joshua, can you, are you okay to read that for us? Yep. Yes. God loved the world so much that he gave his only son so that everyone who believes in him would not be lost but have eternal life. And that's from John chapter 3, verse 16. You see, we're lost. Without salvation, we are lost. We're lost in our sin. And that word sinned is brilliantly um, illustrated by our cross and our target. Because the word sinned in Aramaic is an archery term. And in archery, the target would be a long way away and you couldn't see whether you'd hit the target. You couldn't see whether you got the bullseye or the number that you needed, the score that you needed. It meant that when the archer aimed his bow and sent it flying down down the way, if he missed the target, the scorer would shout, send, because he'd missed the target. The word sinned meant you've missed the target. And so that then became the word that we now understand as for all the things that we do, 
which are not hitting the target of God's holiness. We've missed the target. We've missed the target of where we should be. And that means that we're lost in our sin. But Jesus came and lived on earth. He is the son of God. He came and he lived on earth, came from heaven. And he said, I'm going to show you what I'm going to do, what your father God in heaven is going to do so that you no longer miss the target. See, God loved us so much that he didn't want to leave us lost and in our sin. So he sent Jesus to die on the cross to take our sin. And so our helmet of salvation is that, that we now have hit the target of God's holiness and righteousness. We have hit the target because Jesus died on the cross for us. So I wonder if you want your helmet of salvation today. I wonder if you want to be saved today. I wonder if you've ever said yes to that, pro- that um, offer of the gift of salvation. And maybe if you have already said yes, you want to say yes again. But maybe you haven't. But all of us need to know that we're wearing our helmet of salvation. So would you like to close your eyes? And if you want to say yes to Jesus, and you want to ask him for your helmet of salvation, then ask him right now to show you what your helmet of salvation looks like. Ask him what color it is, what it's made of what it looks like. And then put it on your head. And just echo this prayer in your heart. Jesus, yes. I know that you love me so much that you saved me. And so I choose my helmet of salvation now. Amen. Underneath some of the chairs on the end are some pieces of paper and some pencils. If you're um, little and you want to draw your helmet of salvation while I carry on talking, you can do that. Just grab a piece of paper and a pen. If you want to carry on listening, which you can, because we're going to put another bit of armor on. But if you want to do drawing whilst you're listening, then that's a good thing. So are you all wearing your helmet of salvation? Yes. Put it on, wear it and keep it on. But what's next? What comes next? You see, once we know whose we are, that we're saved and rescued and wearing our helmet of salvation, that we are gods, then we need to know who we are. We need to know who we are. And for that, you need your breastplate of righteousness. Moffy, can you come and look in the uh, the suit, the spacesuit? That's it. Not in the belt bit, but in the bit on the side. Can you take out the piece of paper? No, in the suit. This bit, this bit. Yeah. And would you mind reading that verse? Come over here, then. Awesome. Good boy. Open it up. God, Genesis 1, 
verse 31. God looked at everything he had made, and he saw that everything was good. Was very good. Very good. He saw that everything was very good. Well done, Morphe. I'm going to put it back up there. Put, actually, put it on there. That's brilliant. He saw that everything was very good. You see, because we're wearing our helmet of salvation, when God looks at us, he doesn't go, oh, not quite sure about that one. Not quite right. He goes, wow, look at her. Look at him. They're very good. They are very good. Sharon, you are very good. Leslie, you are very good. He looks at you and he says, you are very good. Because when you put on your helmet of salvation, you also put on your breastplate of righteousness. Your breastplate of righteousness or your spacesuit of righteousness, which is really cool. And that word righteousness gives you a clue to what that means. We were saying in Launchpad that it doesn't say your breath. Well done. Well done, Ollie. Um, It doesn't say your wrongness. It doesn't say all about your breastplate of wrongness with all the things that you've done wrong on. It says your breastplate of righteousness, your rightness, all your right stuff. You see, when God looks at you, he says you're very good and he sees all your goodness, all your rightness. He sees you as you are. He sees you. He sees you as his child, his most precious, precious child and all the amazing things that he put into you, all the awesome things that he decided you were going to be like when you were born. He's put that in you. So all those things that people said about you uh, right at the beginning of the service with your crown on, that's you and more. And God has got so much more to, dis- to tell you about what he's, the right things, the rightness, the good things that he's put in you. Turn to the person next to you and say, you are right. You are good. Turn to someone behind you and say, God really likes you. You see, because you have a breastplate of righteousness, of rightness, you can now know that you have access to God. You have a way to be with God because you're his child. How many here are parents? How many here are children? Okay, brilliant. That's all of us. See, you're all there. You will all understand this story. I went home to see my uh, my mum on Friday. I've been doing launch pad all week. I was really tired. I walk in the house. I don't even say hello. And my mum says, I've put the kettle on. I say, thank you. And I sit down and she brings me a piece of toast. And I sit down and I eat it. And I hadn't even been polite enough to say hello yet. She knew what I needed. And she knew that she knew what I wanted. And she knew what would make me happy because she's my mum. 
She's my parent. And God is just like that. And when we come to him, he doesn't kind of think, oh, what does this one need right now? He knows already. And he doesn't say, well, I'm not sure if you can come in yet. He just opens the door and we can come right up to him and talk to him because we're his children. So we have access to him. We can get close to him, so close to him that we can see right into his heart, that we can see right into his eyes, that we can see what he thinks and feels about us and we can hear his voice. We can be that close to him. That's because we have the breastplate of righteousness. We can also amazingly have influence with God. It says in Matthew, ask and it will be given to you. For everyone who asks receives everything we need. Everything we need. And we can ask for stuff. We have influence over him. We can say, my family needs some more money. We haven't got enough. God, can you provide for us? We have influence with him. We can really say, I know who owns the planet. And he can do stuff for us and with us and in us. We can make a difference in this world because we are righteous and we can talk to God about anything. We also have authority. We have authority. You see, we can do the same things that God does. We can do the same things that God does because we're his children. And he says, I have given all authority to you. You can drive out demons. You can heal every disease and every sickness. It says that in Matthew 10. See, that's the authority that he's given to us because he sees us as righteousness, as righteous and knows our potential and knows what we can do and what we're like. He knows what we're good at. He knows what we're able to do even when we think we can't do it. He says, you can you can do it because I am with you. And we'll talk a bit more of that, about that in a minute. You see, have you put on today your breastplate of righteousness? Have you covered yourself in all the rightness that he says about you? Has he, have you covered yourself in that righteousness, in that breastplate of righteousness? If you'd like to do that right now, would you like to close your eyes? Hold your hands out. Jesus, please show me what my breastplate of righteousness looks like. He's going to show you what that looks like. And now choose to put it on. Choose to wear your breastplate of righteousness. Put it on. Thank you, Jesus, that we are right with you. Okay, would you like to draw your breastplate of righteousness? Now you know who you are and whose you are. Oh, it says number one again. Never mind. Now you can know what you carry and how you use it. Remember just a minute ago, I said that you have authority See, Jesus said, all authority I give to you, all authority I give to you, therefore go, go, go and heal the sick, go and make disciples, go. So what does he give us in order to do that, to use our authority? Well, he gives us, amazingly, a shield of faith. 
a shield of faith. And the reason that he gives us a shield of faith is because we need faith to live life in all its fullness. Because faith means that we're going to live a life of miracles. Who's up for that? Who's up for a life of miracles? And do you know what that means? That means you get to heal the sick. You get to set people free. You get to tell people about Jesus. You get to calm storms and do other amazing, miraculous things that even we haven't even thought of yet. Because he said it's a life of miracles. And the reason that we need our shield of faith is because we're going to have to be people who know and believe that God can do everything. He can do everything. Even the things that other people say are impossible. He can do everything. He can do everything. That's why he gives us a shield of faith. A shield of faith. So he gives us a shield of faith. He gives us the sword of the spirit. Do you know that you have all authority, not because on your, you're on your own, but you have all authority because Holy Spirit comes and lives in you. And if you didn't know, Holy Spirit is God. So if God is living in you, nothing can stop you, can it? But we don't always realize that God is living in us, do we? And we go, oh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if I can't do, I can do that. I'm not sure if God wants me to do that. But Holy Spirit is living in you. And he gives you a, she- a sword of the Spirit. Yeah, he gives you a sword of the Spirit to bring freedom and life and hope and joy and peace to people. Because that's what Holy Spirit is. And he is living in you. And all of him is in all of you. All of him is in all of you. And as we love to know here and declare here, there is no junior Holy Spirit. So nobody is too young to have all of God living in them. And no one is too old to have all of God living in them. So don't disqualify yourself by age. Don't disqualify yourself by I'm not sure if and I can't if. Just ask him to come and live in you. And all of him comes and lives in all of you. Because you have, he says, I've given you a sword of the spirit to fill you up, to take out wherever you go and to use with all authority. You have a shield, you have a sword, And you have a belt of truth. We're going to sing a song in a minute which talks about the belt of truth being wrapped around our waist. Truth. He's going to speak truth to you and wrap it around you so that it can't go anywhere. So that you can't believe lies and you can't walk in fear. And you, just like David and Nikki talked about, we were afraid but we trusted God and we sent away fear and we trusted God. And as we trusted God and put the truth that he's got us and our family, we saw him do a miracle. Okay? So put the belt of truth around your, your waist. And if you're not quite sure what to do about the lies, the things that you know are not God speaking to you or what other people say to you that you know are not God, ask the children. They're really good at this. The belt of truth has a buckle right in the middle. And when you do up that buckle, it releases a little button in your belly button. I didn't know whether you know you had this. Have a look. Have a little feel right now. Your belly button has a button in it. It's called a giggle button. And when you press it... It makes you laugh 
and you laugh at the lies. So kids who are at Launchpad, can you just come out the front a minute? Well done, David. Kids who are at Launchpad, can you come out the front here and just show everyone what happens when you press your giggle button? Are you ready? You can be as dramatic as you like. So go in a big group. Are you ready? Put your belt of truth on. Buckle it up. Right, now press your giggle button. One, two, three, go. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Should we try it again? Just to show everybody, like, can everybody be as dramatic, dramatic as Holly? Yep. Okay. Ready? Steady, belt of truth. Buckle up. Press the button. Go. <laughs> okay, do you want to try it? Okay, so I want you to imagine that God has shown you that there's a lie or a fear that is trying to kind of come against you. Put your belt of truth on. Buckle up. Press your giggle button. One, two, three. <laughs> You see, because the Bible talks about God laughing at lies. God laughs at lies. So we don't have to believe those lies. We just press our giggle button. (laughs) You say that about me? Uh, Sorry, God says this about me. That's a greater truth. Brilliant. Thank you, guys. Get it down. Okay, just press your giggle button. Laugh at those lies and put your belt of truth on. And finally... We've got, whoop, we've got our species of, of peace, our shoes of peace. You see, we're not just given all authority so that we can have a great life and live life in all its fullness. We're given all authority to go and change the world. So we call this leaving our footprint on the world. You know, when the first man stepped on the moon, he stepped and then all the pictures were of his footprint. Yeah? You leave a footprint wherever you go. You might not always see it, but you do. Because you have Holy Spirit inside you and you have your shield of faith. So everywhere you go, you leave a footprint which changes the world and makes a difference because you are taking God into every single situation. See, you have encountered God. So you are now a walking encounter for other people to encounter God through you. You are an encounter waiting to happen for other people to encounter God through you. So put on your shoes of peace and leave your footprint. Leave your mark. Leave the gospel wherever you go. The good news about Jesus, the love and the joy and the peace that he's given to us. Leave it wherever you go because you are wearing your shoes of peace. Leave your footprint and change the world. So are you ready to pick up the things that God's given you? Okay, first, what was first on our list? Our shield of faith. Okay, close your eyes and let's ask Jesus what our shield of faith looks like. So Jesus, can you show us our shield of faith? Show us what it looks like. Show us what's written on it. 
King Jesus, we just choose now to pick up our shield of faith and to live a life of miracles. And Jesus, can you show us our shoes of peace? What color they are? What they look like? And Jesus, show us what footprint they make on the world. Show us what we are walking around and doing, which changes our world. And Jesus, can you show us our belt of truth? And what truth is written on that belt? Jesus, we take hold of that truth and we choose to send away any lies or fears that come against that truth. And Jesus, now we choose our sword of the spirit. Show us what that looks like. And Jesus, with our sword of the spirit, as we take hold of it, would you fill us up with Holy Spirit? I feel like he's going to fill you up from your finger, from your fingertips as you hold it. And it's going to go right up through your arm, all the way through your body. That Holy Spirit is just going to come and fill you up. Holy Spirit, more please. Even more, please. Amen.